0: Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. you yeah, are good night comes when no man can work. So when it's important now, because there's a night coming when no man can work. Hallelujah. Now this Jesus is the one who made this prophetic statement. Jesus is the one who said this. He said, I must work while It is day. I must wet while it is day. For the night will come when no man can wet. Jesus. In John chapter 9 and verse 4. John chapter 9 and verse 4. This is the statement by the Son of God. He says, I must wet the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no man can work. Mm. No man can work. So no matter how anointed you are, mm. no matter how powerful you are, there comes a season in your life. There comes a time in your life that you cannot work. You cannot work. There is a time called the night. There is a season call the land, and when it falls on you, no matter who you are, you cannot work. If Jesus Christ, the most anointed person that ever lived, the Son of God, the all powerful Jesus, whose anointing is not by measure, if he is saying that he must work now, he must do the work of God now, Because a time is coming, a season is coming when he cannot work. A night is coming when he cannot work. Hallelujah. That means that no man can work when that night falls on you. It means that no matter who you are, no matter how strong your desire may be at a time, no man can work. When the night falls on you, no man can work. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, I'm in a place where I see all the time people die. Unfortunately. What we see all the time is that there will be at least one or two people who are dying. And it is obvious. you know that they are going to die. And sometimes even you are talking to the families to let go because you know the outside. Are you listening? And I have come to realize that when you are in a place like that, when you happen to be in a situation like that, you wish that you could do some work. If you are a pastor in those countries, and you wanted to evangelize because you know so many people are dying, you cannot. If you look at some of these African countries, for instance, battlefields all over, rebels have taken parts of the countries, you cannot freely move through the countries and evangelize. Nights are fallen in those places. Hallelujah! Amen. But there are parts of the world that the ground is so fertile. Today in this country, the day is still with us. Yeah. We still have the day. Amen. In this country today we can freely go out Without. and evangelize. One summer we went out and we set up and we were playing, Songs can dancing and evangelize. There will be a time, I'm telling you, that we cannot do this. It will be illegal, it will be against the law to do this. Have you not seen some workplaces you cannot mention Jesus Christ? It is dangerous. Even to mention Christ to a client. It's dangerous. A time will come where you would wish that you could go. Sometimes you see a person and you really wish you want to witness to this person. It's still dangerous. Amen. Amen. That is why we need to take advantage of every opportunity that we have. Many people think that peace will always prevail. But peace will not always prevail. Many parts of you are very hard ground for the gospel. Many parts of Europe, very hard ground for the gospel. The spirit of atheism is so entrenched that the preaching of the gospel now looks absurd. They look at you as if you are mad. So, once we have this, Jesus, he said, I must do the works of him that sent me. Whilst we have the time. Whilst you have the care, whilst you are young, whilst you are single, whilst there are no children, whilst you have money, support the gospel. Support the gospel. I'm telling you, support the gospel with your money. Support the gospel. Support the preaching of the gospel with your money. It is the best thing you can do. I'm telling you, it is the best thing you can do. It is so amazing how God does it. It's so amazing. Amen. Amen. The next one, you must be a soul winner because soul winning is the supreme task of every kind of minister, even if they are not evangelists. Soul winning is the supreme task of every kind of minister, even if they are not evangelists. And so it is the supreme task of every Christian, even if you are not a pastor, wow. I want to add that. Okay. Hallelujah! Amen. God gave the fivefold ministry to the body of Christ to ensure that the work of Christ continues. Hallelujah! Amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Did you hear? These are the Bible ministry. You are either a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. Amen. And he says, for, gave a reason for giving this ministry, is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is the reason why God gave these ministries. So, if someone is a prophet and that person does not talk about sowing, or that person does not inquire about your salvation, whether you are saved or not, you are not fulfilling the gifts, the purpose for the ministry. If you are a pastor, you are a teacher. And you are not talking about so many that people will know how to about the Son of God, about salvation. If you are not talking about it, if you are not making altar call at each of your services, then something is seriously wrong. But today, that is what people put ourselves onto, that is what people love. Talk about everything but salvation. Talk about prosperity. Talk about increase. Talk about blessings. Nothing about salvation. Amen. Is someone listening to me? Yeah. But look, this is the reason why every minister, every pastor ought to talk about Jesus Christ. Or to talk about salvation, that the people will come to their full knowledge, the full knowledge, they will have the knowledge of the Son of God and to grow into perfection, to be the perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. And the next verse, it says, it says that we, in all pastors, all prophets, you you call, people are in churches but they have prophets elsewhere that they call and this prophet has never asked you whether you are sick Never once asked you whether you are sick And send this, bring this, send this, bring this, send this, give this and not for once has asked you whether you are safe or not. It says that we Henceforth, when all pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets are all doing their work, then we henceforth be no more children. Be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. We will not be ignorant. We will not be ignorant. Tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. By the strength of men, the strength of men, lies. But we believe in all kinds of things. When all pastors, all prophets, all teachers, all evangelists, if we are all doing our work and teaching you about the knowledge of the Son of God, you will never be done. Amen. Amen. You will never believe done. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the ultimate goal for every minister to win the lost to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. When you go to a hospital, you will find all kinds of people who work there. You will find secretaries, cleaners, Messengers, transporters, nurses, doctors—all kinds of people. People who even sit in offices never see patients. They have not, for one, seen a sick bed. They are not. They don't even know how the hospital, the patient gown, look like. But they are hired, and they are getting paid, and it's all about the patients. But they are doing something else. So everyone's focus always must be about the patient. That an environment will be created. That work will be done. That medicine will be administered. That notes will be written. That rounds will go on. That examinations will be carried on. That healing will take place. That all kinds of things will take place. That this one patient will be well. And Jesus gave all these ministries that one soul and that must be our focus. Hallelujah. That must be our focus. Everyone. No matter who you are. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying with you? Yes. The next one. You must be a soul winner so that you will become one of the stars who will shine forever. That you become one of the stars who will shine forever. Hallelujah. You must be a soulmate so that you will become one of the stars who will shine forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. It says, and they that divides shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that strength many to righteousness. As the stars forever and ever. What this scripture means is that those who turn people to Christ, those who win souls, those who turn sinners from unrighteousness to righteousness, they shall be as stars and they shall shine forever and ever. Amen. Listen, so winning is so important to God. It is so important to God. We have set it aside and we are pursuing all other things and searching for all other things. But the one thing that is the most important to God, who is a provider of all the things that you are looking for, we have set those things aside. That is so winning. That is building the church. Many of you are not interested in the upcoming of the church. You are not interested in how the church goes on, how, if the church will be built, if you will still be here, if you will have a place to worship, if the place will be clean. It hey, does not matter to you at all. You just come and you just leave. You know have kept us in your heart that you will do something that Christ has involved himself in doing. He says, I will build my church. That is the only project that Jesus has set his hand to do. He has set his heart to do. He did not say he's doing anything. What he said he's doing is it, that I will build my church. Amen. And so if I were you, I would join him in building the church. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm saying with you. Yes. You're almost done. Preach. Hallelujah. You will be a star forever. You'll be a stars forever. So, what we spend so much of our energy and our time doing, they are all fleet. They pass away. They do not last at all. The only thing that lasts is the work that we do for Christ. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that we can say it can be forever. It is the work that we do for Christ. Hallelujah. It is the little that we do for him. So if I were you, even this last week that is left, come, come, come. If we will come on Saturday, come on Sunday, and you will even mention Christ to someone, it is registered for you. It is registered. He says, just be a witness. Just be a witness. Be a witness to someone. Hallelujah. How many of you love I mean, God? You, you love God. Oh, but, some of you don't like God. Okay. Let me see. By the way, I'm not saying that only take up your hand. If you don't like <laughs> God, you can put your hand down. But how many of you truly love God? Okay, you can put your hand down. Let me read a scripture to you. It says, "And we know that all things work together." For good to all Christians, no. is it correct? No. Romans eight twenty eight. Go ahead to every Christian, to every church goer. Is it when things go wrong and we are pastors, we also do it. When something goes wrong in your life and we are counseling you, this is one of the scriptures we quote. Oh, yes. <laughs> now we say all things work together. This one is also working together for your good. That's great. I put that the on. But look at the scripture very well. It says, And we know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them that love God. To them that love God, God. Wow. It is them that all things work together for good. Beloved, everything that is in your life, if you love God, it will work together for your good. If you love God. So everything you are looking for, whatever you are doing, whatever happens, as long as you love God, it is going to work together for your good. It will look back today. It may look sad today, but I can assure you, because of your love for God, that thing is working together for your good. Amen. Amen! Hallelujah. Amen! Let me show you another scripture that we also quote First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. I'm sure you have seen this scripture before. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. He says, as it is written, I have not seen. He see, you think you have something today. You think you have something today. You think you have this job, so you are arrived. But God is saying, I have not seen. You see, I'm showing you that must be your focus. Because we are certain things aside and we are pursuing all kinds of things. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. You are preaching. I'm telling you, it's not happening. It's, no working. it's not working. Since the pandemic came, many people are taking all kinds of tasks upon themselves and working all kinds of jobs and doing all kinds of things. I'm telling you, you have not accomplished much. What seems to you to have accomplished much it's nothing compared to what God has in store. He says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for all Christians who come to church, for all Pharisees, for all the people who sing, or who play people, or for all the people who preach the gospel. For all pastors. what does the scripture say? He says, "I have not seen, nor heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. For them that love Him." Justin, God has things in store for us. God has great things in store for us. He has prepared things. It is not difficult for God at all to bless you. Or to ask you or to increase you. I'm telling you, there are millionaires sitting in this chair right now. Rich, rich, rich people. That it is for them that love God. Amen. Them that love God. If only you can set your love upon God. If only you can love God. Amen. If only you can bring yourself into love God. Amen. These things are prepared for you. I am telling you. I am telling you as your pastor, it is possible. Amen. It is possible. You will be amazed. So someone will ask. Because I ask you, how many of you God? And everyone's hand was out. So how do we laugh? How can you say you laugh? How many of you want to know? You want to know that you really God. Who wants me to show? Because these promises, these promises, because there's another one in Psalm 91, it says, Because he has set his heart and like me." You see, when you have your heart, when God sees that you love him, these promises are yours. And it's real. So how do we love God? Who wants to know? Okay, I'll show you. Tell with me to John chapter 14 and verse 15. Because loving God is not by praying all the time. Loving God is not by coming to church. It's not by singing. Wow. It's not by preaching. It seems to be yeah. Wow. It says John 14 and verse Why don't we all read it aloud? One, two, three, go. Very if you love me, if you love me, God, Jesus is showing you how to love him, so that these scriptures will be fulfilled in your life. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Hallelujah. Amen. If you love me, keep my commandments. Go to verse 21. Verse 21. He says, He. My commandments and keep at them, he it is that loveth me. He that has my commandments, if you have that commandment and you keep it, you are the one that he sees love coming from you. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be love of my Father. Wow. And I will love you. And we will make ourselves manifest unto him. He says, if you show your love, if you love me, the way I know is that you keep my commandments. And once you keep my commandments, you will be love of my Father. And I will love you. And I will make myself manifest unto you. That is when you see Christ's manifestations in your life. That is when you see all things working together for your good. That is when things that you are not in that you are not seeing, they are happening in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is this commandment? What is this commandment? I just want to show you that commandment and then you can close. What is this commandment? John chapter 21 and verse 15. John 21 and verse 60. So, when they had done, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, love tell me, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than the things you are searching for? Do you love me more than all these worldly things? Do you love me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, In my last. Feed my lambs, and then he asked him again. He said unto him, Simon, the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Do you love me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was now great. Because he said unto him the third time, Love thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, If you love me, feed my sheep. Beloved, this is the commandment. He Feed my love. Go into all the world. Save the souls. Keep my sheep. Care for my sheep. Let the souls matter to you. This is my commandment. And if you keep this commandment and you do it, you show love to me. And if I see this love, then all things will work together for you. If I see this love, then the things that I have in store for you, I have nothing. Here have nothing nor have entered into the heart of man these things that I have in store for you. Like, I don't know what you are searching for. I don't know what you are looking for. But if you can set those things aside and pursue what matters to God, what matters to Christ, if you pursue souls and let this be so important to you, it doesn't matter what work you do. It doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter what job you have. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter whether you have a full-time job or you don't have. It doesn't matter whether you have papers or you don't. He says, what situation ever that you are in, in all that situation, if I see that love, they will all work together for your good. For your good. That the things that I will have for you, you cannot even imagine. You can't even imagine. If only we can bring ourselves to embrace this gospel message and let it be so dear to you. Let souls matter to you and care about souls. There is nothing that is difficult for God as far as your life is concerned. Hallelujah. Amen. This is all that time will allow us to share. Clap oh. your hands together. <laughs> together for the Lord and rise to your feet. So it's a very important story that I wanted to read to you. But uh, I will leave you to go and read it. You know, because um, it's a very touching story. And it's a long story. A little bit. Not too long. And uh, I believe it's going to bless you. This is regarding the story of Reverend Ron Reagan. Reverend Ron Reagan, who experienced a near-death situation. And the Lord gave him a second chance. He was not a minister. He was a very dangerous man. And God gave him a second chance, and he became a minister. So when you go home, you can look up the story. It's all over the place. And then it's in this book, uh, the number 75, the story of Reverend Ron Reagan and his experience of seeing his brothers burning in hell, it's a frightening reminder about how unsafe people are perishing in hell. Very powerful story and I believe it's going to bless you, it's going to touch you and it's going to change your life. Fa' la mia pezza di il in the name of peace. Oh, release your service. Release the fire and the prayer been blessed with this powerful message come worship with us at the kodesh family church located at 1810 randall avenue bronx new york at 2 p.m every sunday god bless you